0: The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord. Now he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exhausted. All exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. This is where the Lord thanks be- Okay, so we're going to do this again. It's a little bit hot. Am I, is that just my mic here? Is that just this mic? Okay, it's a little bit hot, I think. But um, We're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be reading Psalm 46 together. And we, I told you, uh, for at least through the Psalms, we're going to kind of look at the text together and then bring out the uh, information uh, from that text and then try to deal with it and think about how... The Lord would have us respond to what we learn, and so we're going to. Come. Father, we thank you for your Word. We ask for um, your wisdom as we uh, approach this text. We ask for illumination, like where we not only understand, but but our hearts are transformed as we grasp what you say. I pray that we would uh, treasure it and and love um, every everything about what we see about you and and be overwhelmed with joy as we think about the wonder of who you are and we just praise you for the opportunity uh, to do this today in Christ's name amen okay what I've told you along the way uh, is typically I would just start read the the chapter Uh, I remember when I was young Uh, I read somewhere that that there was this guy who, when he prepared to write a commentary, which are just his comments on, you know, a a book of the Bible, uh, he would read the book like 50 times just to familiarize himself with it before he really started studying it. He just kind of wanted to get a feel for that, and so they would, he would just read it over and over and over, this author would. Um... Uh, one of the things that I would do, probably, I've kind of told you, look, I start marking early, and I do, but generally, I will read through a chapter multiple times and just kind of get a feel for it. It's it's like um, uh, if you were walking through a house, and you you want to, I just want to get a feel for how it's laid out, you know? I remember when St. Michael's Hospital opened and the first time I went in there and I was like, I'm never going to get a field stand, like I lost my parents, you know, can somebody get me? And you're thinking about, okay, what's going on? So the first time I read this chapter, uh, I noticed that, that what we call like a, this, we're, uh, it's almost like a close of a stanza or whatever, but that Selah, you see that? In verse 3, Matt, you got, like, alarm going off. Like, go to church if you're not there now. You know, it's like you would just have to dial it in like I was sick today. You know? Okay. But at the end of verse 3, Selah, like, you notice that. At the end of verse 7, Selah. At the end of verse 11, Selah. So what is that doing? It is helping me see a break. And what I would do, and you'll see this, at the top of verse 4, I draw a line. Top of verse 8, I draw a line. And it allows me to say, okay, I have three uh, stanzas here. And, and that allows me to say, okay, these are three thoughts. And so I kind of start there and, and try to think about that. Now, then, if I, again, this may or may not go this way, but I would just say, I'm going to mark every reference to God again. I, I just. It's it's hard for people. I was actually having lunch with a guy this week, and I was like, um, the Bible is about God. And he said, stop for just a minute. And I was like, what? You know, like, there's a little bit of that feeling of like, what do we, yes, that's what it's about. Everything the chief end of man is to glorify god and that's so in my mind now that it just it just kind of like shocks me but you think about like a lot of uh people when they're talking about the bible or talking to you uh in that platform of preaching that you would you might say i don't think it's really that much about god it's about me it's like about me and and, and that's what it's about but but that the deal is is we have to just kind of stop and say you know for us sometimes we just have to stop and say i need to see god i need to see god like if i can see him it can make sense of a lot of things so we start and um we if we're reading through this i'm not going to do it as much this time i'm just going to point out references to god you may see more but again i mark it i'll zoom in there you see where i mark. God with a triangle every time that's kind of how I do it uh the and 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 that's that's what I would do so we see in verse 1 we see in verse 4 verse 5 verse 6 verse 7 you see that all these references to God You go to verses 8 through 11. Again, I would mark them in the text. You see, in in this text where I marked it, reference after reference after reference to God. So, what do you do with that? Like, that's kind of the big... Because you're coming here this morning saying, okay, so what, what do I do when I get an understanding of God? What, what do I do with that? Well, for me, again, if, if I'm, sometimes I'm just making the list in the text. But sometimes writing it down helps you. Uh, my brother and I were talking about this recently. Like there are some people uh, in, in workplaces, you know, you're kind of trying to go paperless, right? My older brother's like, never. You know, he's a forester. Like, let's not do that. Don't talk crazy, you know. But but, uh, w- my younger brother was talking about going paperless, and and we were, um, you know, talking about, like, some of the benefits or whatever. And, and one of the benefits I find for writing uh, things, it, it just, there's something about that that's helpful for me. It, it does help, I think, my members. I want to look at this. So I, I want you to look with me in this text. And you can kind of glance at the text and think about it. But like I could ask myself, what did I learn about God? What did I learn about God in this text? Verse 1, I learned that God is my refuge and strength. That's in, in a present help. Verse 5, he dwells in the presence of his people. Verse 5 again, another thing I learned. He will help. Verse 6. His voice melts the earth. Verse 7. The God he is speaking of is the Lord of hosts. And he is with us. Verse 7 again. He is our fortress. Verse 8. When I think about God's works in this context... They bring desolation. Verse 10. God declares He is God. He says, I am God, there is no other. That's a very exclusive statement. Verse 10. He will be exalted in all the earth. Verse eleven, which looks very much like verse seven, is Lord of Hosts; He is our fortress. So again, we're we're constantly trying to. This is making us slow down. It is making you slow down and consider God. That that's really chapter and go on. But the problem is, if you don't you don't know what the chapter says, you know, like. If you don't really know God, if you can't, like sometimes I'll be like, man, okay, well, let's talk about that. Tell me about God. Uh, uh What? I, I don't, what am I supposed to do? You know, that kind of thing. Like, I, well, he's, uh, he's the man upstairs. You know, you're like, come on, bro. Like, start, let's read the Bible. Let's read the Bible together. Let's think, let's consider, let's slow down. For the believer, like, If you just took, let's say for the rest of the week, you like spent time just reading over this list. Let's say at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If you just read over that list. Or or even if you ask yourself, have I lived in light of that? Have I lived in light of these truths? So again... We mark these references to God and in a really, this is such a short uh, psalm, you could go back and look and say, okay, do I see him that way? That would be another question, like, do I see him that way? Are there things that I think about God that are not in here and maybe are not even in Scripture? How, How do I view him? How do I view my relationship with him in light of who he is? Okay, so... That's kind of where I would start. I think that's helpful. And we could look at that. We'll talk about this more. But what does the psalmist learn about himself? Like, what does he learn see? Or you could say, what do I learn about the writer or those that he is writing to? What do we learn here? that refuge and strength are a present possession. That's one of the things you learn. They are a present possession. He's saying like, do you see this to be true? Another thing you might say, and again, depending on how you're kind of working this out, you would say, I'm a needy person. I'm a needy person. I need help. There are a lot of frightening things out there that could like snuff me out. But anyway, you keep moving here. Verse two, maybe not about himself. It might be better to ask the question of like, what? I don't know how to say that. But but we we learn that the psalmist here this psalmist like as a result of those truths he says he will not fear when you get to verse five you kind of get into this thing where we're talking about a city but i think i mean when we think about that we're talking about the the people gathered together in this place that god's people gathered together what do we learn we learn if you're in the lord like you He's in your midst. We learn that like He'll ensure that you'll not be moved. There's stability there. You learn that you have, again, help. Think of the Lord Jesus and you, you go to the throne of grace that you might find help in your time of need. That, that's what you learn. These are things that you learn that you presently like possess, that you can experience and know. Verse 7, you can know He's with you. Verse 7 again, He is your fortress. Verse 11, is with us. I'm going to go back, look at the text with you real quick, just kind of so you can see it. You see, in light of who God says that He is, what does that produce? In our lives. Like in light of what he says about himself. How does that change the way I view my situation. My life. The direction of all that stuff. How, how do I get that? How do I, how do I work through that? So this text helps you understand God. It helps you understand your situation. Uh, what you have. You possess. Experience. Now what do I do with this knowledge? I think this text kind of answers that. And we're going to get into some other things as we go forward. But I just. What do I do with this knowledge? It's, uh, and some of this is going to feel a little bit repetitive. But the reason I think it needs to be is because, like, we don't live in light of this a lot. The reason that this needs to be repeated in your life over and over is that it's difficult for us to live in light of it. What should I do with this knowledge? Verse 1, not fear that's 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 the conclusion that he gives that i will not fear remember in psalm 23 i will fear no evil for you are with me i will not fear What do you do with the knowledge of God and the knowledge of your situation in light of who he is? One is, I will not fear, verse 5. I will trust that I'm secure. That's something I, I could do with this knowledge. I could say, I don't have to fear. I'm really good at like, um... Have you ever said, heard some guy say, um... I would die for my family. But then you kind of want to say, would you live for them? It's like somebody saying like, I don't fear maybe the worst possible thing that could happen. But do you live daily in fear? It's... Is the kind of the planning that goes on in your life the result of deep fear? Everything that you do, every step that you make, every calculation that you make, is it tied to some fear? When I say like trust that I'm secure. Um... Is that difficult for you to feel secure? Maybe you're one of those people, go to every door at night. Okay, deadbolted. Got two deadbolts. Y'all do, you ever go in, take my pistol out, check. Go to the other room, take the other pistol. Other room. Huh? And I and then I'm like I need a certain kind of maybe glass in my house where it's like bulletproof. Right? And I go, check the locks. You know? I have like lighting around my house, the perimeter of I really don't, but like around my house that's like constantly throughout the night. Like it pops on at different times if there's movement every little I actually have a couple of those but like every little thing <laughs> pops on I might be like one of those let's say I was one of those prepper people, right? And I, if if you are a prepper person like I love you. Like it's fun to see your stuff. Like I would love to come over and like step into your closet, and open it up, see all the water, all the MREs, is that what they're called? Meals ready to eat, you know, whatever. I would love for you to take me to one of those places where you're like, okay, like, we go at night, turn all the lights off, drive into this spot, you take me down, you have this place where you can go underground and look at everything you have prepped for six months, you know? That would be kind of fun. I would think it was a little weird, but I would think it was kind of fun. But here's the thing. Really, do you feel secure? Do you really feel secure? And then the question would be, why? Or how? How do you ensure that you're secure? Verse 8. Behold. When you want to feel like you're really ready for battle, What do you go back and glimpse at? Take a glimpse at. Do You stand in the mirror and like flex your muscles. You do. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> um, but like, what what do you stare at? What what do you stare at? What what do you look look for? Like to when I want to really. Wh- where do do I kind of cast my gaze when I want to feel like I'm ready for battle? What should I do with this knowledge? Not fear, trust that I'm secure. Behold, verse 8, verse 10, be still. Like, inactive all the time and everything. I mean, I'm just kind of sitting here waiting for the door to ring and things to, like, show up. And You know, is that like a, a, a a person is being still. What does that look like? It's definitely not frantic, right? It's definitely like not running around like thinking like, have I covered every basis? Like, like am I sure that I've got every little thing? I know some people that say that's kind of what they do when they think that like things are really getting rough. Like they run through all of this stuff and they they kind of get themselves up into like a frenzy, a a state, you know. So if I was to kind of boil down like, a, and again, I, I mean, if I were to do this next week, I might look at it just a little bit different and think of, you know, but I would, I would say three themes. If I was thinking about God, I would say one, God is our helper. Two, God is our security. And three, God is our warrior. And when you can get that together in your mind, that's helpful for you. It's helpful. So we can go back and look at this text kind of like mapped out here, the way I would look at these. And I would say verses 1 through 3, God is our helper. Verses 4 through 7, He is our security. Verses 8 through 11, He is our warrior. To just get that in my mind, if I can just kind of consider that, think about that, reflect on that. Okay. I know this is different than normal, and I just want you to and this goes back again three things we can do not fear rest secure observe and be still just just for a minute and I kind of touched on a few things but like if you there everybody in here probably has some fear like some fears And, and you may say like some of them are really big and some are really small uh I was recently, like, meeting with someone, and it was like, the things that they were discussing, in my mind, I thought, most people would say, like, this is not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But the further we pulled back behind the curtain of what was going on, we started going to, like, root issues of the heart, And, and you're thinking, like, no, there's some real things here that are going to be hard and make it difficult for uh just the future and that kind of thing in that person's life so they have to kind of look at that so you kind of ask yourself what do I fear and if you can't figure that out and be like I don't fear anything I have on the back of my car ain't scared you remember that you remember that like maybe some of you are like don't but anyway. If you were like a redneck in the like maybe early 2000s, like you stuck that on the back so everybody knew on the back of your car that you weren't scared of anything. But, but the question is, is if, if you can't think of anything, you might say like, well, how do you seek to find security? That, that's another thing like where if I'm like, uh, maybe it's through insurance, you know, Maybe it's some kind of thing through my occupation. Maybe it's through my bank account. Maybe it's through my weapons. Maybe it's through like what, whatever that is. What, what makes me feel secure? And if those things, which are not bad things, occupation, saving money, uh, insurance, I mean, I, I would not, we, we wouldn't say those are, bad things we're just saying they're bad things when they become like god things they become the place that you go your mind runs to whenever for whatever reason you're afraid i was thinking like if you had like when i when i was I, well i don't know how to say this but i mean when i think about like the different things that we do you'll notice that um for whatever reason the people that you would consider to be the most secure on this earth are often the most insecure. And this is what I mean. There will never be enough guns. There will never be enough insurance. There will never be enough money. There will never be enough whatever. Because the more they have, it seems to almost ramp up ramp up like their desire for more it's like the the monster of feeling insecure it keeps growing if that makes sense oh sorry so what should you do instead what should you do instead I think what we would say is I've got to get myself to a place to where the rhythm of life, the rhythms of life, the, the, the patterns of my life are I'm going to continue habitually like trust in the Lord. I, I want to make it my practice to run to him. I, I want him to be my security. And so I'm going to reflect on the fact that he is my foundation. Okay. Second thing, do you find it hard to rest? you find it hard to rest? Do, do you really find it difficult to just be like to a point where you're just like, okay, there's peace here? It, I, the, the reality is, is um, it could be realized that like he is my fortress and he's wrapped around me that like even though there may be chaos, Out there, inside these kind of the picture here, these city walls, there is peace. There's security. There's stability. There's rest. There's just this peacefulness. Because He's built an impenetrable wall around me. Like I'm a part of an eternal city. And though, like, Babylon of this age, like, it, it's, it's raging. And I mean, if I'm looking with earthly eyes, I think, like, it's all going to fall apart. It could all come crumbling down. I could lose everything I have in Babylon. But if I can, like, wrap my mind around the fact that although I may be small and insignificant, Although the church may seem small and insignificant. He has put a protection around us that no power of hell or scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Can I sleep? Or you might even say, why can't I sleep? What, what is that? What's harming that? What's keeping me from that? The issue is what truly gives you peace? And this is something I thought about, like just this way. It's like, whose presence gives you peace? Whose presence? Whose presence gives you peace? Who is it that Causes you to be okay. Everything's okay about it. But um, when you think about warfare, what weapons do you use to fight against your armies or your enemies? Sorry, that may feel like armies. What weapons do you use when you think about the the, the enemies that could like hinder your security, your stability? your peace, and you think, I've got to go to war. I've got to go to war. You know, dial 1-800 insurance. Okay. I beat that battle today. Right? Or like, dial 1-800, you know, buy more stock, you know, or whatever that might be, right? More bullets. They're on sale. Now I have 10,000 rounds. Right? It's what weapons do you use to make you say okay not afraid anymore i'm not afraid anymore i'm at peace i can rest but when i get ready to fight how do i arm myself up are you quick to put on his armor Do you seek to wage war on your own? Okay. So let's go back and look at this psalm. You ready? You ready to read it? God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear in the heart of the, though the earth gives way though the mountains be moved in the heart of the sea though its waters roar and foam though the mountains tremble at its swelling what we will not fear we will not fear around us we will not fear Verse four. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. Again, of the we would this would picture Jerusalem, the streams of Siloam, like coming through it, it being peaceful, a place there, a city on a hill, as it as it were, like it just it's showing you that. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. It kind of gives you this picture that there are armies. Some people um, would see this as the Assyrians when they came to make war against Jerusalem. But it's almost like you could see them camped out there. They're camped out, ready to destroy the city, ready to take it down and destroy you. And yet, there's peace because what? God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. When they come to attack. God will help her. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. So, you could say, God is our helper. God is our security. Verses 8 through 11. Come, behold the works of the Lord. It's like saying, Come and see. Come and see. Come, get a vision of that. Come, like, look with me. It, it, sometimes with my boys, I'll say, Boys, get over here. Look at that. Look at that. Behold that. Get a vision of that. I had a friend just this last week say to me and start saying to my son, behold what God in their life. And they'll say, well, granddad did this and dad did this and this person did this and this person did this. And are we great? are we great? He's not saying that. He's not saying look at the timeline of our lives and all we did. He's saying, come behold the glory of God. Come see Him. Come see the works of the Lord. There's something about seeing these that is terrifying. He has brought desolation. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. He is all-powerful. He is the king of the earth. Come, you gather with me, you who think that you're so powerful. Drop the silly swords. Drop your weapons of warfare that are just they're nothing. They're nothing. Like what you think. You think, "Oh, I'm a great warrior." You, are you kidding me? Come behold his works. Watch it all. Watch him, do. Watch him. Watch him. Verse 10, be still. You remember the children of Israel? They're like, oh my goodness. The Egyptians are coming, great warriors. These people have been servants. These warriors are coming. The sea is beside them this way. And they're going, what are we doing, Moses? What? And he's like, shh. And see the salvation of the Lord. Be still. And know that he is God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He has his army. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He is the great warrior who protects us. So. Are you afraid? You lack peace? You feel too weak for battle? Go to the one. Go to the one who can provide and does provide all those things for his people. Go to him with great confidence. We should really, even as we sit here today, And I was telling somebody beforehand, the book of the the Revelation is so wonderful to me because it tells the story. It tells the story of God's people. It starts in chapters 2 and 3. God's people struggling in this age. In 2 and 3, you kind of just see these.